0: What is going on everybody? How are we doing today? We're going to be giving you guys our AFC and NFC South division previews for the 2023 season. What's up Tom? What's up Dom? How are we doing?
1: Nope. What's up guys?
0: So yeah, like these were the powerhouses of the NFL last year. I said that in the last podcast. These divisions weren't great at all. Um, we're going to start off with the AFC South, which is definitely a little bit more exciting in my opinion, just because there's a lot of QB kind of interesting storylines. At least with the Colts and the Texans having rookie quarterbacks, and then we're gonna see maybe Trevor Lawrence take another step as the Jaguars' quarterback, and then the Titans QB battle between Tannehill and probably Will Levis. I don't think Malik uh, Willis will get in there Um, as well. Do you guys have any like thoughts about this? Any CJ Stroud opinions after last night?
2: I saw that one really bad interception. I did not watch the game, but I will not base off base my opinion off of one play. Not yeah,
0: one, you know, one play in the preseason. <laughs> Yeah, we'll start with the Titans, though, who maybe are the favorites they're going to be up there with the Jaguars pretty much the whole year at least in my opinion and the Titans did add DeAndre Hopkins late in the offseason which was definitely a surprise I did not think he was going to end up as a Titan when it looked like he was going to be out of Arizona they got a new offensive coordinator they promoted their passing coordinator as well they drifted uh, Will Levis Peter Skoronsky with the 11th overall pick and then they ended up losing Robert Woods to Houston David Wong to Miami and a few other guys as well to retirement so yeah we're going to just kind of go into the Titans and what we think about them this season I I think like obviously the main storyline is going to be anytime ryan Tannehill messes up or has a bad game it's like okay when are we going to give it to malik uh, or excuse me will levis when is he going to get his chance to shine as the quarterback going forward, and I think the Titans will probably hover around five hundred I don't think they're really going to win twelve or thirteen games and be a powerhouse of the AFC and be the one seed like we saw them a few uh, seasons ago so I think that they're going to be probably in the middle of the pack when it comes to just overall records in the AFC uh throughout the whole conference this season tom what do you what what do you think about the Titans going into twenty
2: twenty three yeah i'm I'm excited to see like at what point they start to use the like they're I'm gonna think Levis probably gets a shot again before Willis does. But um, other than that, like the Titans, they pretty much have the same game plan every year, and I'm not, I'm not like crazy expecting anything like different, um, even though they have DeAndre Hopkins now. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, and I was actually looking at the depth chart, and Malik Willis is number two right now, so we'll see if that changes throughout preseason.
1: Yeah, I'm a I'm a Tennessee Titans truther. I've been now for a few seasons. I think the the fact that they were able to draft Skaronsky and then sign Dillard, that significantly helps their O-line, which significantly helps their entire team identity, which is just run the ball through Derrick Henry, give him 300-plus carries a year. And I think D-hop, everyone's everyone's kind of making the same comparisons like oh remember Andre Johnson remember Julio Jones Randy Moss but like D-Hop is still a lot better currently than those guys were when they joined the Titans and I'm still a fan of Ryan Tannehill I think he'll last the entire season if I'm being completely honest and when AJ Brown was on the Titans he put up some pretty good numbers I think D-Hop's gonna have a much better year than people expect
0: yeah and if you look at this Titans team last year too like Tannehill like obviously wasn't great overall but like you kind of look what he was dealt with like not the best line in the world not like obviously they have Derrick Henry in the backfield but Robert Woods was his number two receiver he had to make um Trillin Burks his number one like a rookie right away so that's pretty tough and the tight end position was just kind of a revolving door ever since uh, Delaney Walker left um and I guess they tried out Austin Hooper for a few years uh it didn't really work out so yeah I, I think like t- uh Tannehill was dealt with a bad hand and I think like they really can't be – I think they'll be better this year for sure than they were last year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they, the AFC is so loaded. We've already mentioned yeah. it, talking about the West and the East, that it might be tough to get a playoff spot. But I kind of agree with Matt. I think they could at least hover around 500 because they do have a good defense, and I think their offense should be respected more than it is. So Yeah, for sure. For and, them,
2: and, and I think part of it is like everyone just focusing on like all the other um, – like the divisions with the, with the newly loaded teams like the Jets and I guess the Broncos still a little bit but the Titans like they, they've been playoff team every year for the last what three years besides they didn't make the playoffs last year and they they didn't they didn't do much like changing to the roster the defense is still really good like Dom said and they still have Derek Henry as long as he's um healthy all year and they have a better and they've a better receiving quarter than last year they they could you know like I said like you guys said eight win eight nine games and maybe compete at least to sneak in for a wildcard spot I think people are kind of writing them off because of how loaded the AFC is
1: yeah and when we talked about the AFC East last time we talked about how much of a gauntlet it is and how they might just beat each other up like the Titans could maybe get four wins in their division just by beating the Colts twice and the Texans twice like that could be four huge wins that vaults them up in the standings overall So exactly they gotta those. squeeze
2: out like five other wins throughout the season and they could be in a good spot for a wild card.
0: Yeah, you guys mentioned, like, how good the AFC is, too. And I think, like, for this division itself, though, it's you got to win the division to make the playoffs. There's probably not going to be two teams out of it to make it. But, yeah, like, the Titans... Really choked towards the end of the season last year, um, and they had a playoff spot lined up. It was kind of a miracle that the Jaguars ended up getting in when they did. So that will be the team we will go into next. Um, they're going to get their first season out of Calvin Ridley this year. Going to be maybe the new number one um, to Trevor Lawrence after Ridley uh, served his gambling suspension last year. They also have Christian Kirk, who definitely surprised a lot of people last year. He got paid a ton of money and kind of showed up for it too, being the number one to Trevor Lawrence. They drafted Anton Harrison in the first round to get some tackle help and. They're going to get kind of just all their weapons back, mainly like I talked about uh, Christian Kirk, they're getting Calvin Ridley, they got Travis Etienne in the uh, backfield, and they re-signed Evan Ingram to a multi-year contract, right? Yeah, so they're going to have a pretty good offense going forward, and I think that they're going to be the overall favorite to win the division just because kind of like their team on paper, what they did last year, uh, they beat the Chargers in the playoffs, gave a solid fight against the Chiefs in the divisional round, and I think people are going to really think that they're going to be able to maybe make some noise this year. Dom, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think th- this offense, if Calvin Ridley can come back, I mean, he hasn't played now. He didn't play all last year because the suspension, like you mentioned. And even before that, he was injured for half a season. Mm-hmm. So he really hasn't played almost in two full years now. So we have to see if he can come back and fully be the playmaker that he was. And if he was, this Jaguars offense is going to be very, very good for Trevor Lawrence this year.
0: To piggyback off that, Dom, like I also do think like the Jaguars definitely have some flaws as well. Like it's not a perfect O line. Their defense definitely has some holes in it. Um, possibly in the secondary, we'll see how it performs. Definitely young, still secondary out there, and we'll see. How, like Trayvon Walker, former number one overall pick um, from a year ago, and how he's going to just kind of play into his sophomore year and they got josh allen as well there on the uh on the front seven and like they definitely have some playmakers there but it seems like i don't know the jaguars are always like maybe they've had the potential but they're never able to like really capitalize on it but this team is still incredibly young and i think if they make the playoffs and get bounced in round one it's still a successful season as long as you're getting trevor Lawrence in the playoffs
2: yeah and i think you you kind of have the know in the head with them being so young and although um they still have some expectations right now they don't have like crazy high expectations um, but they're very well coached. They, Doug Peterson seems to really, um, be a great fit for the team. And this also is the first year now with, um, Calvin really. So they have a great set of weapons. I'd probably say one of the better set of weapons in the league. If Calvin really can return to like even almost what his 2020 form was, I think it was when he was really good. So I'm excited to watch them for sure. I think they're going to be pretty good and definitely favors to in the division, but like we said, Titans could surprise some people.
0: Yeah, it should be a two-team race to beat there, at least at the top of the AFC South. Uh, third team we'll talk about uh, is the Indianapolis Colts. They finally got a franchise quarterback. They just had a revolving yes, door did. at potentially, QB. Potentially, <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I mean, drafting a guy in the top 10 is at least somebody you're going to have at least for the next four years as your guy because they went from Andrew Luck Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, um, Jacoby Brissett spent some time. Nick Foles spent some time. It was just never a consistent quarterback that they had, um, ever since luck retired and it was all veterans as well. So they finally get some like youth in there and they're going to have Anthony Richardson who they took, um, in the top 10 out of Florida, uh, the dual threat quarterback. We know Tom loves him. He was his QB one, like official <laughs> yeah. QB one. Yeah. So, uh, it's going to be at least exciting to say the least, And they um, brought in Gardner Minshew, who's going to kind of be... Uh, I guess the QB battle right now, Minshew is the number one on the depth chart. Maybe he starts the first handful of games and then Richardson takes over or Richardson just explodes throughout the preseason and they're like, yeah, we have to start him either way. This team definitely still has some flaws. It's not a perfect O-line. The offensive weapons, especially if Jonathan Taylor holds out, um, is still a little bleak with like Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Isaiah McKenzie, not the worst core in the world, but not the best. Uh, The defense has some playmakers like Shaq Leonard, Quidi Pei, DeForest Buckner, but also still has some holes as well. Um, I'll throw it to Tom if you want to give your opinions on the Colts this year.
2: Yeah, and I, I think the, the Colts, their weapon set is, I think it's it's okay. I I don't know if I really see a spot where Jonathan Taylor like plays more than a few games for the Colts this year because it seems he, he is really in not good standing with the owner um, of the team, Jim Irsay, and it seems that his ankle is bothering him again, the one that messed him up like, for all of last year. He had surgery on it this offseason. Like, he's missing practice because of it now. He's half holding out because of a contract. There were those rumors with the back injury. He's all banged up right now. Um, and I think – and he requested a trade, so he can get a trade any day. But, the you know, the wide receivers still – you listed them all off. I think it, it's decent enough for Anthony Richardson to have um, to not be, like, kind of thrown to the wolves like other rookie QBs have been. Um, but he's apparently supposed to play at six four two fifty five, which is nuts. Like to put it in perspective, Josh Allen is six five and two thirty seven, so he's an inch shorter and he's almost and he's almost twenty pounds heavier, which is I I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback um measure up like that. So I'm excited to see what kind of like design runs and um like goal line plays they run with Anthony Richardson.
1: You mentioned Jonathan Taylor. That's the biggest. I think that's a bigger question mark than their quarterback play this year, 100%. Because if Taylor doesn't play, I think that changes kind of their entire mindset. Like, he was the focal point and should be. I mean, he's still still young. He's I think this would be his fourth year, which means yeah. he could still get franchise tag next year. So, like, he could still be with the Colts for another two years, potentially. I really don't know what's going to happen with the situation. It's pretty interesting what's going on. Um, but from a Colts team overall... I'm not expecting much from this year. I mean, Anthony Richardson, sure he's a great prospect, but currently in the NFL, like he's got to be towards the bottom. Like I don't I don't think the Colts can maybe win more than 5 games this year. Like, it's going to be a rough year, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it's going to definitely be some up and down. I'm like, the thing with Anthony Richardson as a prospect he's like, he might have to sit a year. It's not going to take the first, like, year for him. So he's not going to be great right away. But I think as long as you just see development from his first game to his last game, that's really all that matters. So the last team we'll talk about is the Houston Texans. They made some notable moves this offseason, especially on draft night, drafting uh, C.J. Stroud second overall, then trading back up to third to take Will Anderson. So getting in our opinion, the best defensive player in the class. And then uh they got a quarterback, C.J. Stroud. I don't know, Tom, was he your number one quarterback?
1: No, I like Bryce Young a little more.
0: So. You, okay, so yeah, Stroud was never, uh none of our number one quarterbacks. It's still in the top three. Like, we like some parts of C.J. Stroud's game. They have some playmakers on the offensive end. Um, Damian Pierce looks solid as a rookie. Uh, drafted pretty late last year. The receiving core... Not great, but everybody's going over Tank Dell right now, so maybe he's going to emerge this year. Uh, Dalton Schultz, they picked up from Dallas as their tight end. Uh, still have Landry Tunzel kind of running that O-line, but um, it's not perfect as well. Uh, and CJ Stroud, maybe not the most mobile quarterback in the world to maybe get around them. And the defense has some playmakers, but also isn't perfect as well. This team is probably going to be the favorite to be the worst team in this division, and the Cardinals have their first-round pick, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that was definitely risky, because this team, I don't know, like, the the Titans got better, I think the Jaguars got better, we could even say the Colts got better, so it's going to be tough for them to win the division, but hey, maybe they they surprise some people with D'Amico Ryans, their new head coach. Don, what do you think about the Texans this year?
1: Yeah, I think currently the Texans might be one of the worst teams, but I really do like what they're building, like, maybe like two years from now, they could be in serious playoff contention, but the way it currently sits, I think Stroud's... I mean, we saw it in his first preseason game. It looked a little shaky, not going to make entire predictions off of one game, but there is definitely a learning curve to get in the NFL. We see it with every quarterback. Um, So it might take him a little bit of time. Their offense, I'm really interested to see what uh, Mechie is going to do this year at wide receiver because he missed all last year with uh, leukemia, I believe. So they said he's fully healthy now. And people forget, when he was at Bama, like he was right up there with – Waddle and the rest of them. So, like, he's a very good receiver that people kind of forget about. And you mentioned how they also have Will Anderson. They traded their pick for this upcoming draft to get Will Anderson. I'm actually completely fine with that. Like, Will Anderson is one of the top blue chip prospects we've seen in a long time. So, just to get him guaranteed on your roster, sure, you lose your pick this year. But like you said, you got the best defensive player in the draft this past year and arguably a top two quarterback. So I think that was fine. And if that can be their anchor of their defense, I don't think they'll regret it one bit. As long as it works out, <laughs> it could be fine. But well, yeah, yeah, obviously, I, I think Will Eisen has to
2: be like, has to be like, you know, make a few, you know, say I guess Pro Bowls so has to use it as, as the benchmark for the like, first few years of his career. At least I'd like, be like, you know, be like a 10 sack guy to show like promise right away. Because if they are really bad, like say Stroud develops like a rookie quarterback, usually does, which is very slow, and uh, Anderson kind of disappoints his first year, and they're like, they somehow wind up with the the first pick, and the Cardinals get that first pick, that would be like the biggest all-time botch. But obviously,
1: I guess in any situation, that would be not just specific to them. Yeah, Yeah, and the thing with Will Anderson, like, I'm pretty sure his, not this past year in college, but two years ago in college, he had like over 30 tackles for a loss, he was like... Oh, should 20- Yeah, like, he he is that good where I'm... I think that any team would be comfortable trading two, like, top first-round picks to get him. So I'm, I'm fine with it, like I said. Yeah. Yeah, it's risky, I, I too, think... if
0: they drafted... I was just gonna say, if they drafted Anderson, too, and then hope to get the number one pick, and then Caleb Williams, but then, hey, maybe you never even end up with Caleb, and then we should have Stroud, like, knowing to be your franchise quarterback, hopefully, for the long term.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just, like, to go back to Will Anderson, that that season, he had, I, like, Bryce Young won the highest in that year, right, and, yeah. but I, I think 1,000% it should have Will Anderson. He was, like, the most dominant defensive player in in college, like, 15 times over, and especially the way that draft was with um, Trayvon Walker going first, if Will Anderson was draft eligible, it would have been, like, a consensus number one, like, because yep. that draft, it was, it was like, Thibodeau was, like, um, rumored the whole season, then, like, he dropped down to five, and Trayvon yeah, Walker came Hutchinson out nowhere. In there. If it was yeah. Hutchinson, yeah, Hutchinson was supposed to be one as well, and then... But if, if Will and was in that mix, it would have been, like, a no-brainer. Uh, the Jaguars would have just sprinted up with that ticket. <laughs> exactly.
0: So we'll hop into our, kind of, division predictions and how we think it's gonna uh, map out. Dom, you can go first, Tom. Uh, follow him, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up.
1: Yeah, so I think the Jaguars will go back-to-back. I think they're team is more I'm more um, comfortable with their current situation I know what to expect from them based off of last year I think the Jaguars can win the division probably 10 or 11 games Uh, I think the Titans are going to be a close second because I do believe in them more than some other people do I think the Titans probably do get to nine wins simply because I think they could sweep the Colts and the Texans so that would be half their wins right there and then both the Colts and Texans. I'm going to put the Texans in third place at maybe f- four wins and the Colts in last at three wins, I think. I mean, we saw it last year with the Bears. Like, they started 2-1. and one. Everyone was kind of hyping up Justin Fields. And then they just didn't win another. They won one game the rest of the season. Like, it went downhill so quick. I think the Colts might be in a similar situation. So, I'm going to have Jaguars, Titans, Texans, Colts is my prediction.
2: Yeah, I the division standings, definitely I agree with Don. I think, like... Maybe I'm like a little low on the Jaguars, but I feel like everyone's kind of hyping them up a lot now. Like, I don't think they're going to be like some 12 win team. Like, they probably, they win the division, probably with like maybe 10 wins, I'd probably say. Maybe 11 because of how, um, how weak the bottom half is. But I think the Titans are right there with them, like, with like eight or nine wins. And then the Colts, I think probably win. Yeah, I'm look. I'm thinking about it probably like three, four, five max. And the Texans might squeak out like six wins.
0: Yeah, you guys pretty much. Gave what I was going to give. I thought Dom was maybe going to give the uh, Titans the uh, the division winner. So I was like, all right, it will be a little bit different. But I'm going to do the same thing. I think the Jaguars are going to win the division. Um, and yeah maybe they'll be able to win a playoff game like they did last year but I mean they came back like from a huge deficit that I don't think any other team but the Chargers would give up um I'll go Titans too I do think we'll see Will Levis at the end of the year I think if especially if the division is out of reach at one point um we will see Will Levis play uh, I assume over Malik Willis and then I'll go I'll go Texans the only reason I'm going Texans over Colts is just because they might have something to play for I don't know maybe like the ownership won't quote-unquote tank is hard just because they don't have their first round pick. Maybe we'll see the Colts bench them guys towards the end of the year. And like we said, who knows what's going on with Jonathan Taylor and that receiving core isn't the best in the world. So that offense could be pretty bleak by uh, January time. So yeah, that is our AFC South division preview and predictions. Now let's hop into the NFC South. All right, so now we're going to hop into the NFC South. This division was also a dud last year with the Bucks making it to the playoffs and then really just not having uh, much to show for it in round one, losing to Dallas. And yeah, we'll start off though with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they made some moves this offseason. I mean, they spent a lot of money in free agency, Jesse Bates, uh, they brought in Taylor Heineke to be a backup, Clyde Campbell over from Baltimore, Jeff Okuda over from uh, Detroit at the moment. And then they also got David Onyemata from New York and in-division switch there. They did lose Mariota to... Uh, Philly. And then they kind of surprised, at least surprised me, drafting Bijan Robinson eighth overall when they had Tyler Algier and Cordell Patterson, which wasn't a bottom tier running group last year. It was actually all right. And they have a lot of holes on this team. And then they added Bijan Robinson. So I think the Falcons might see a little bit of progression from last year. Um, They might have a little bit more to show for it. Kyle Pitts might be better. Drake London, you hope to take another step this year. And then maybe Desmond Ritter with those guys can do something. Uh, I don't really have a lot of hope for this Falcons team i'll throw it to dom first if you have any opinions on the the falcons
1: yeah so you mentioned them signing the money and they focused really on the defense like i think getting jesse bates was a great move for them because last year their secondary was just not great and then the addition of Bijan. i'm pretty sure the ravens uh during lamar's first three years i think the ravens led the league by running the ball like 550 times a year like it was right around that number I think the Falcons might average that the next, like, two or three (laughs) years now. Because if with Bijan, with Algier, with Patterson, like, yes, Desmond Ritter is not that great. Tyler Heineke, if he plays, isn't that great. But they might just run the ball 30 times a game. And I think that could actually be successful for them. Like, Like, if they can run the ball and get four yards a carry, that's a first down every three plays. Like, that might just work for the Falcons. And I do think that... In my opinion, I think the Falcons are going to win this division. It won't be pretty by any means, but they're wow. my favorite right now in this division. Wow! I mean, they
2: definitely could. I think the Saints are still on, like, still probably on the top of the list as a favorite. But I don't like, but like, like Dom said, like if they could figure out just how to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball, I they can they can make some noise. Like, and they still have decent enough weapons to where if you got to make a little switch up and, and and pass the ball a little more, like. Kyle Pitts and Drake London are two very solid guys for a young quarterback to be able to throw to, and the defense got better, and the division's extremely weak. So if the Saints wind up losing a couple divisional games that they should have won, and maybe the Falcons squeeze out one more than they should have won, they could certainly win that division with like, you know, a low win total. Like what where the Bucks the Bucks won it last year at what like? N- they were eight, eight and nine. Eight and nine or nine and eight? Yeah, like. They could squeeze out eight wins, and I think the Panthers are probably just as bad, if not worse. And Lange they have a rookie quarterback as well. Obviously, he was a number one pick, but it's not like he's who was like twenty eleven Aaron Rodgers coming out of college, you know?
0: Yeah, and they got a Falcons, or excuse me, Steelers legend Bud Dupree on the team next year, so they're they're in good position. So we'll hop into uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. This is going to be their first year um, without Tom Brady. They got Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback. They got Kyle Trask, the former Florida Gator quarterback, most likely backing him up. They do have a solid running game with Rashad White, who did solid as a rookie last year. They picked up Chase Edmonds. They have Keyshawn Vaughn there. And then they still have a good receiving core with Mike Evans, still maybe one of the more underrated players in the league. Chris Godwin, Russell Gage. um, Like solid at times, O-line play uh, led by Tristan Wirfs. It looks like their first-round pick, Kalajic. Hansi, though, is going to miss a decent amount of time suffering an injury um, pretty recently. And yeah, I don't think that this this Bucs team is really going to make the playoffs like they did last year. There's a chance there's probably a better chance they finish as the worst team in the NFC South. than um, they make the playoffs and they're probably maybe like low key. Their eyes are set on Caleb Williams with the number one overall pick more than making the playoffs. Uh, Tom, what are your opinions on the Bucs this year?
2: Well, they have the least interesting QB battle for training camp I've ever seen in my entire life. Like Baker Mayfield versus Kyle Trask, it does not get more boring than that. Um, and I love seeing the lowlights from their uh, from the training camp and just Baker just throwing bricks to uh, defensive backs and Kyle Trask just overthrowing guys from the five yard line. It's 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 a lot of entertainment, but yeah, if I was uh, being a Bucks fan. Uh, I wouldn't be too excited going into this year. I think, like you said, better chance they finish in last than in first because I don't think any team in this division is getting a wild card. So
1: Yeah, and before, before I say what I'm about to say, I want you guys to just think back to last season and just picture this Buccaneers offense. Is Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask really a significant downgrade from Tom Brady? Like he was, he was pretty yes. bad last year. Like let's not forget how bad Brady played last year. Is he going? Is Baker or Trash going to significantly Ooh. make this offense worse?
0: As you say this, wearing a Tampa Bay Buck shirt.
1: Well, I have to, I have to rep the local team, obviously. <laughs> right, well, so we just haven't
0: just even like, seen Trask play yet. I, I don't know yeah, exactly I
1: don't know. my point. Like Brady, yeah, was but that isn't good. Bad like, last he's, year.
2: like he, had a, he had, he had, he kind of has. He, he doesn't have that good of an arm. Like. He was good, like, in like, in college. Like, that Florida team was nasty, though, th- what, three years ago? Uh, I, I, all right, so Brady was really bad last year. I can say if Baker finds, like, a little spark like he did, like, on, like, the 2020 20, Yeah, 2021. No, 2020 Browns, when they beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Sorry, Matt. Um, if he plays like he did that season, I'd be like, okay, so, like, he can hold his own pretty much against anyone. He was, like, at least average that year.
1: But... I I'm not giving you college fries better any form of Tom Brady at this point in time. <laughs> I I never said better. I said significant decrease because everyone's saying the Bucks offense is going to be horrific this season. They weren't good last year with Brady. Like can they really get that much worse with this downgrade at quarterback? Like I don't think it's yes. going to be as significant as people think. I don't know. But if they I weren't mean, good last
0: year and they downgraded at quarterback then like we're talking now bottom tier in the league. Like they weren't good last year.
1: Exactly my point. Like they, they were still bad. Like how much worse is it gonna get? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, last I think, team in the week. Like, like, I
2: don't think they're gonna win like four games. Like that, that, that's a. I think it's a bit. Ex- I think it's maybe a bit extreme. They won eight last year. Yes. I mean, if they win six or seven, like I guess, I guess by definition, it really isn't that much of a significant upgrade. But I don't know. <laughs> I'd I just be surprised. Find it, if I just they find it difficult being like. Baker Mayfield is not a significant downgrade from tom brady like it just yeah. it just sounds like just like disgusting it does, or yeah, it off sounds off weird, my tongue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I do have to realize, though, like they are playing in the NFC South, so it's not like it's the toughest division by any means. So yeah, like they can sneak out five wins just from their division alone, if that is where it's going to happen. So we'll talk about the Carolina Panthers now, who had the number one overall pick in the draft. They traded up with the Chicago Bears to take their franchise guy in Bryce Young. They did spend a decent amount of money this offseason, adding Adam Thielen from the Minnesota Vikings, Miles Sanders from the Eagles, Von Bell from the Bengals, as well as Hayden Hurst from the Bengals. Uh, they brought in Andy Dalton to be a backup got Justin Houston, DJ Chark, and some other guys as well. Um, They drafted Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss in the second round. They added a new uh, head coach, offensive coordinator, and defensive coordinator. So it is a whole new regime there in Carolina. I actually think Carolina might be solid this year honestly like looking at their team on paper and i do think bryce young out of any of these quarterbacks has the potential to be solid right away um i mean obviously he did go number one overall you would hope so dom what do we think about the panthers do you think that they could maybe be sneaky this year or do you think like it's maybe a gap year to something in 2024
1: yeah i agree with you where they added so many pieces that i think by default they will improve like they were pretty bad last year so by them getting all the pieces they got The only thing is, I don't know if any of the guys they got are real game changers. Like, yes, they got Mm -hmm. Miles Sanders to play running back. Yes, they got Adam Thielen to be wide receiver, but Thielen's not – he's not a wide receiver one at his current age. Neither is Jonathan Mingo. You can't expect that rookie year. Um, Miles Sanders, I expect a better year because when – I'm pretty sure when he was with Frank Reich in um, Philly for that little bit, right, he was pretty decent. Or did I just make that up?
0: Yeah. No, he that would have been what at the start, like the start of his Oh no. Career, right? Cuz he wasn't on that team when they won the Super Bowl. That was like the Corey Clement and like the um Wendell LeGarrett Smallwood LeGarrett and like those running backs. Year.
1: Yeah. Was it one of the Patriots or the Eagles that year? Uh he, I don't know. He just won whenever he played, so it didn't matter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so probably in the Eagles.
1: And yeah, you mentioned Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young's probably the second best quarterback in this division. I think by next year he could be the first quarterback. I think Derek Carr you just have to can't can't dismiss him with everything he's done, um, but like I said, a lot of additions to this team are. I'm expecting an improvement, but I just don't know if it's enough to put them over the edge.
0: Yeah, just to hop in there, Frank Reich did sign with the Colts right after they won the Super Bowl, basically back in 2018. So I don't think Sanders ever played with him.
2: Yeah, close enough. But I do think the the, the thing with the Panthers is like, I like they did get, they did get better because they made a lot of signings, they spent a lot of money. But they didn't sign any game-changers, like Dom said, so spending a lot of money in free agency and not signing any game-changing players, at least it looks like right now, that's a recipe for bad. Uh, Like, if you spend all your money, but it seems like most of the contracts they have outs after a year or two, it's not like they spent, like, you know, they, they gave four scrubs, like, you know, $80 million contracts, and now they're tied into all that money. So, I think this is definitely a gap year, per se. Um, I think Bryce Young's going to struggle a bit um, off the bat because, like, throwing to, like, a 30, 32, 33 probably now, Adam Thielen. Um, And Mingo might, uh, you know, begin to develop, like, throughout the year and they could get a good connection. But I I think it's unrealistic to expect a number one overall pick to jump in and be really good off the bat when they have that set of weapons and no chemistry with them, in-game at least. So... Yeah, expectations aren't very high for the Panthers, so I I don't think they're going to disappoint anybody because, like I said, not really any expectations.
0: And they're a team too that like had like a good running group with Chuba Hubbard and Dante Foreman. And then they went out and signed Miles Sanders. Maybe something they didn't need to do. But like they still have a good defense. Like they have great playmakers with Brian Burns, uh, Derek Brown, Shaq Thompson. Solid secondary too, adding Von Bell to like JC Horn if he could stay healthy. Dante Jackson. Um, we'll see what CJ Henderson and Jeremy Chin can do. So we'll talk about the last team here in the NFC South that we're gonna mention. And it is the New Orleans Saints who made maybe the biggest overall splash um, in signing Derek Carr uh, after he was released by the Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, they didn't really do too much in the addition department because this team is so... Far over the cap that they really have to get creative as the like to say the cap isn't real though. It's not, it's um, they got not. Brian Brizzy at um out of Clemson in the first round. They did lose uh Marcus Davenport though to Minnesota, and that kind of comes back to a terrible trade up they did with the Packers a few years ago, uh, giving up an additional first to draft him. I think the Saints though on paper still have maybe the most appealing roster to like if you're going to make like a division prediction um here. I think mainly because Derek Carr is by far the best quarterback in the dis- in this division because you're taking him over Desmond Ritter from what we saw out of Ritter last year. Same with what we've seen uh, with Baker Mayfield over his career. And maybe Bryce Young is good right away, but I... Hard to think that he's going to be as good as Derek Carr's in his rookie year. Now, the Saints team is not perfect, but you don't have to be perfect to win the NFC South. Uh, Tom, do you have um, any high expectations for the Saints this year, or do you think they're going to be middle of the pack, like in terms of just NFC teams, maybe not NFC South teams?
2: Yeah, I'm, I, I don't see really a role where the Saints wind up with, like, you know, 12 wins and 13 wins and become the one seed. I saw some stuff on Twitter, maybe it's just people trying to get a little hot take out there, but. I think they can win this division with eight or nine wins, and they might do just that. Like you know, win go four and two or five and one in the division, and then play around five hundred ball the rest and win ten games.
1: Yeah, and i I think their offense is going to be very good. Um, do you guys still have faith in Michael Thomas? or you guys in or out on him?
2: Do I have faith in him? Yeah, but I don't <laughs> think he's gonna stay. He- I mean, I don't know if he's gonna stay healthy, but I think he, I think if he plays, the talent's there. Because in those three games last year, he was pretty nasty, right? I think he's scored like four touchdowns. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if he's, like, healthy, he's good. But, like, we're predicting not if he's going to be good or bad. We're predicting if he's going to be healthy. And yeah. his track okay, record, yeah. I'm predicting he's not going to be healthy the whole season.
1: Okay, because yeah, I've seen a lot of people just write him off. And I agree with both of with what both of you guys said. But when he's healthy, I think he's still one of the better receivers. Tom mentioned how good he was in those three games last year. So if you can have him and Olave together for at least, is tw- like, 12 games, like, that's, that seems like so little. But if he could just play 12 games, I think that's going to significantly help their offense um no kamara for the first three might be a little interesting i don't think it's going to significantly kill them because they have so much running back depth so i think three games they might be fine um but overall i do yeah i do think the saints are going to be in the uh better half of this division how much that really says about how good they are overall i don't know but (laughs) like like everyone's mentioned this division is not the best so nine eight nine wins might win you the division
0: yeah, um so I'll read off the division predictions here. Uh Tom, you can go second, Dom, you can go third. Now, I'm gonna predict that the Carolina Panthers win the NFC South next year. I think that they were in the conversation to win it last year and they flirted with maybe making a comeback because they got off to just an abysmal start and they just had a quarterback um, carousel um, like over time and like what was going on with their team and like Matt Roll was going to be on his way out eventually. And I think they didn't have any major free agency or just kind of overall losses to this team. And they at least added talent. Like maybe it's not going to be super high-end talent, but I don't think this team needed it because I think this team has a solid defensive just overall like 11 out there that they could put out there and I definitely think it's above average I think it's one of the better ones in this division for sure and I think this offense can be somewhat respectable if Miles Sanders can be just as good as like Donta Foreman was last year and Chuba Hubbard and they could just kind of maintain that running attack and they got Bryce Young I just don't think he needs to make the mistakes which he was known to um like not to do at Bama like he wasn't making the mistakes and he stayed calm under pressure and I think he could be solid and a top 20 quarterback this year and I think he can lead the Panthers to a division title so that is my my prediction. I'm going to go Saints finish two, kind of a disappointing end in Derek Carr's first year there. I'm going to end up going with the Falcons three and the Bucks four. I think like, since we all kind of predicted the same thing in the AFC South, this will be a little bit different. Uh, Tom, what do, what do we think here?
2: Yeah, I have the Saints win in the division, but I do have the Falcons second. Um, and then I'm, I think, I think the the Panthers I think the Panthers really could be better could be better than the Bucs this year. Um, but the Bucs do still have has some decent offensive weapons, but I think I'm going to I'm going to put some faith in Bryce Young here and I think the Saints win the division with about I would say 9 to 10 wins if I had to guess. I think the Falcons win 7 and I think the Panthers probably win 6 or 7. They're right they're right with the the Pan- the Falcons for second place. And then I think the Bucks probably win five or six, so it's going to be a little tight at the bottom with between like five and seven wins with the set, with the last three teams. But I think the Saints probably win it by a game or
1: two. Yeah, I like I like how we're all different for this one. Because as I mentioned earlier, I think the Falcons will win this division. Um, I actually think the, the whole division I think is going to be kind of close. I think my predicted order I'm going to say Falcons in first, Saints second, Panthers third, and Bucks fourth. I think it could honestly be like. Falcons get nine wins, Saints get eight wins, Panthers get seven wins, Bucks get six. Like I think every team yeah. might just be off by like one win, um, but I, I don't think the max is that high. Like I don't think anyone in this division is getting definitely not eleven wins. Maybe someone sneaks out a ten and seven year, but I think like nine is the target in order to win the division this year. Yeah, that's pretty much all you
2: need. When, when the set, when the bottom half is so weak, you, you just just sweep both of them whoever comes in, whoever comes in third and fourth, if the first place team sweeps both, then they're probably winning the division.
0: Yeah, so that will pretty much wrap out our NFC South predictions as well. It was nice that we all had division winners. Um at least for a change there as I had the Panthers winning the division, Dom had the Atlanta Falcons and Tom had the New Orleans Saints. So, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Triple Option podcast. If you guys are on YouTube, you can feel free to hit the like button if you guys did enjoy, subscribe if you are not already. Let us know in the comments your AFC South or NFC South division predictions as well. We'd love to see those and kind of talk in the comments what you guys think, and if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button, Um, give us a reviewer rating there, and then same with Apple Podcasts as well if you're listening over there. So thank you guys all for listening or watching, and we'll catch you guys in the final division previews with the NFC and AFC North. Um, We know that the Steelers are probably going to be favorited pretty high there, so we'll talk about them. (laughs) We'll see you guys there. Hope you guys have a great weekend, and see you later. Peace.